for her hand is among the most emboldened in church history. I have now to ask whether you can consent to part with your daughter, whether you can consent to her departure to heathen land and her subjection to the hardships and suffering of a missionary life, whether you can consent to her exposure to the dangers of the ocean, to the fatal influence of the southern climate of India, to every kind of want and distress, to degradation, insult, persecution, and perhaps a violent death. John Hasseltine did consent, and the couple was married in the Hasseltine home on February 5th, 1812. The next day, they were commissioned as missionaries and soon left America's shores. Their new home, Ragoon, Burma, was a filthy, crowded city. The atmosphere was oppressive, the work discouraging. By 1820, there were 10 Burmese converts, but at a cost. One Judson child had been stillborn, another died of tropical fever. When war broke out between Burma and England, Adoniram was accused of being a spy and placed in a death prison. His dark, dank cell was filled with vermin, and Adoniram was shackled at the ankles. Every evening, he was hanged upside down with only his head and shoulders resting on the ground. Anne, pregnant again, visited one government official after another, urging her husband's release. On February 15, 1825, eight months after Adoniram's arrest, she showed up in his prison carrying a small bundle, their newborn daughter, Maria. No artist can capture the poignancy of that brief union with its intense emotions of sorrow and joy, fear and faith. Torturous months followed. Adoniram was finally released, but both Anne and Maria soon died of fever. Adoniram suffered a mental breakdown that nearly took both his ministry and his life. But God wasn't finished with him. America's first foreign missionary still had a world to change. Unless you are willing to take up your cross and come with me, you are not fit to be my disciple. If you try to save your life, you will lose it. But if you give it up for me, you will surely find it. Matthew 10, 38 and 39. Good morning, good morning. Today is the February 15th. It is Thursday and it is currently... 41 degrees and sunny here in Stockbridge. We can expect sunny skies and a high of 67. So quite a spring-like day, although we're not quite into spring yet. Let's pray and we'll get into our lesson. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for being our God, for loving us, Lord. And we just do uh, lift up those uh, that we've been praying for. I think of Gary and Chris and uh, Michaela's family, Lord, and Colin and Elva. Uh, and uh, Wendy's husband, Bob, Lord, we just uh, lift him up to you, Lord, and we just ask that you would do a mighty work in restoration, Lord, in his uh, body, Lord, that uh, it's not all coming back fast, and Lord, we just ask that you would just restore him, bring him back to full health, give the doctors wisdom and um, understanding how they can deal with that, Lord, and also with Serge's dad, we just ask for the right treatment, Lord, for this cancer. We just ask that, again, you give them wisdom and guidance. Uh, Lord, you know exactly what uh, it'll take to take care of that, Lord. And we do ask for your healing hand, your miraculous work, Lord. And uh, we do lift up Tracy's mother and father, Lord, with COVID. And Lord, be with us right now as we get into this lesson. Lord, open our eyes and our hearts to your word this morning. Lord, be with the, looks like a little fire or big fire down the road here, Lord. Uh, we just ask for safety and for the people, the family or whoever lives there, the firefighters, and Lord, that they would just get it taken care of, put out, and uh, 
Got any loss of life, Lord, injuries. We just praise you, Father. We thank you in the name of Jesus. All right. Am I my brother's keeper? By Oswald Chambers. None of us lives to himself, Romans 14, 7. Has it ever dawned on you that you are responsible spiritually to God for other people? For instance, if I allow any turning away from God in my private life, everyone around me suffers. We sit together in the heavenly places, Ephesians 2, 6. If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it, 1 Corinthians 12, 26. If you allow physical selfishness, mental carelessness, moral insensitivity, or spiritual weakness, everyone in contact with you will suffer. But you ask, who is sufficient to be able to live up to such a lofty standard? Our sufficiency is from God, and God alone, 2 Corinthians 3.5. You shall be witnesses to me, Acts 1.8. How many of us are willing to spend every bit of our nervous mental, moral, and spiritual energy for Jesus Christ. That is what God means when he uses the word witness. But it takes time to be patient with yourself. Why has God left us on the earth? It is simply to be saved and sanctified. No, is it simply to be saved and sanctified? No, it is to be at work in service to him. Am I willing to be broken bread and poured out wine for him? Am I willing to be of no value? to this age or to this life, except for the one purpose and one alone, to be used to disciple men and women to the Lord Jesus Christ. My life of service to God is the way I say thank you to him for his inexpressible, wonderful salvation. Remember, it is quite possible for God to set any of us aside if we, reuse, if we refuse to be of service to him, lest when I have preached you to others, Lest, when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. 1 Corinthians 9.27 Wisdom from Oswald Chambers. For the past 300 years, men have been pointing out how similar Jesus Christ's teachings are to other good teachings. We have to remember that Christianity, if it is not a supernatural miracle, is a sham. And our reading for today is Matthew 27, verses 27 through 50. Subtitled, Jesus is Mocked. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium, and they gathered the whole Roman cohort around him. They stripped him and put, on a scar put a scarlet robe on him as a king's robe. And after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand as a scepter, Kneeling before him, they ridiculed him, saying, Hail! Rejoice, King of the Jews! They spat on him, they took the reed and struck him repeatedly on the head. And after they had finished ridiculing him, they stripped him of the scarlet robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. Now as they were coming out, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon, who they had forced into service to carry the cross of Jesus. And when they came to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, then they offered him wine mixed with gall, myrrh, a bitter-tasting narcotic, to drink. But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among them by casting lots. Then sitting down there, they began to keep watch over him to guard against any rescue attempt. 
And above his head, they put the accusation against him, which read, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. At the same time, two robbers were crucified with Jesus, one to the right and one on the left. Those who passed by were hurling abuse at him and jeering at him, wagging their heads in scorn and ridicule. And they said tauntingly, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself from death. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, mocked him, saying, He saved others from death. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe in him and acknowledge him. He trusts in God. Let him rescue him. Let God rescue him now, if he delights in him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The robbers who had been crucified with him also began to insult him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour, noon, there was darkness over the land until the ninth hour, 3 p.m. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud, agonizing voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders there heard it, they began saying, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge and soaked it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave him a drink. But the rest said, Let us see whether Elijah will come and save him from death. And Jesus cried out again with a loud, agonizing voice and gave up his spirit voluntarily, sovereignly, missing and releasing his spirit from his body in submission to his Father's plan. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your amazing word. We thank you for this amazing event, this that you put yourself through, Lord, for us. This payment that you made to purchase us, to redeem us back to yourself, Lord. And, uh, Lord, help us to just realize the weight of that, uh, or the value of that, I should say. It's not a weight on our shoulders. We say, you tell us that we yoke up with you, that your burden is light because you're carrying it for us. And so, Lord, we do thank you for carrying that burden. And, Lord, I just ask that you would help us to be fully focused on you. Lord, help us to uh, realize that, um, that our relationship with you has a direct effect on those around us, Lord, uh, whether we're strong in you and in a relationship with you, or whether we're weak, uh, Lord, both have a huge effect on those people around us, and Lord, help us to not be a hindrance and a stumbling block, uh, just an opportunity for the enemy uh, to use against others, Lord, to lead others away from you, Lord, help our relationship with you to be a positive influence, uh, an encouragement something that you can use, Lord, to encourage others to come wholly to you, wholly to your throne. Thank you, Father, for loving us, and we just ask that you be with us today. Whatever we're doing, keep us safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, you have an amazing day. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.